Welcome back, friends. Happy New Year. Uh, I hope this finds everyone, you know, after a wonderful, magnificent break, um, you know, very happy holidays. And of course, a wonderful start to uh, 2020. Guys, we made it. Give yourselves a round of applause. So um, obviously, the break and Christmas totally got away from me. Um, that's why I haven't been reporting um, uh, as my usual weekly duty or thereabouts. Um, my sincere apologies, guys, uh, I have to admit. Um, but uh, that being said, December was, you know, quite exciting and, and honestly quite refreshing. I definitely had a change of pace. Uh, 2019, you know, was a wonderful year um, and basically wrapping up with me escaping to the beautiful country of Jamaica. Um, and guys, if you've been or haven't, you obviously understand my new love affair with it because it's it's so cool. But anyways, um, diving back into business, um, basically coming back with a fresh face, loaded with topics to discuss. Um, starting off Netflix, killing it with the like true crime documentaries. You know, of course, starting with Making a Murderer. We have our wonderful Ted Bundy series there, as well as um, the new latest Confessions of a Murderer, and most recently. Don't fuck with cats, um, which I have to admit the title first didn't catch me. I remember watching this trailer, which I have to admit does not do this at all justice. So do not, you know, if you're listening to this and you haven't watched it yet and you're thinking this is, you know, going to get you in this trailer and my podcast. No, just go watch it right now. Pause this because I'm going to give away some pretty, well, some, you know, juicy details that they do a really good job of kind of leaving you guessing, which I really enjoyed. Um, but without further ado, um, you know, let's dive a little deeper um, into the realm of Don't Fuck With Cats. Are you ready? The internet is boundless. There's the happy places. And then there's another part of the internet, the seedy underbelly. I was on Facebook one day. And I found this video. I pressed play. It was the worst video I've ever seen. It needs to be stopped immediately. People went nuts. So we started looking. He could have been anywhere on the planet. This person wants to play a game of cat and mouse. And I'm up for that. There's a lot of information in the video. You see a door handle, electrical receptacles. Everything pointed to North America. But then... You hear some voices. It was Russian. Oh, maybe he's located in Russia. Thousands of people looking to find this guy. There was a tidal wave of leads that were coming in. I wasn't going to stop until I found him. Clearly, this video is not the end. Something bad is about to happen. He's going to kill somebody. All of a sudden, another video appears. My mind doesn't want to believe it's true. These are the things, the telltale sign of somebody that's going to become a serial killer. We had a ticking time bomb on our hands. Twisted story that keeps twisting. What I'm seeing is impossible. He's going to get the attention of the world now. Two mysterious packages. Le dépasseur de Montréal. An international manhunt. This isn't the first time. It's not going to be the last time. This is going to get progressively worse. In the seedy underbelly of the internet, there's an unwritten rule, rule zero. Don't fuck with cats. So 
Yeah, Netflix breakout docuseries, Don't Fuck With Cats, Hunting an Internet Killer. <clears throat> it's basically captured the nation's attention. Because, uh, of course, as the title suggests, people do not like when someone messes with the internet's mascot. Um, and, uh, you know, according to the documentary, which is true, according, you know, 4chan, Reddit, all these kind of, like, you know, post forum whatnots you know it's the internet rule zero you don't fuck with cats and essentially through the terrors of animal abuse you know we're basically given this crime documentary mystery um you know it's essentially the story of online justice seekers you know better net better known throughout the commonly referred to and better known as throughout the series uh, internet nerds and essentially they spend their time tracking a guy who's posted videos of himself killing kittens cats and essentially you know they want justice they want revenge and you know there's certain aspects to it and they go over that the people who go a little overboard to the ones that actually are taking this quite seriously but at the end of the day, no one knew how dangerous uh, this was really going to get. So essentially, we're looking at the murderer and psychopath, Luca Magnata. Um, and I totally remember hearing about this when I was in school. You know, basically like, what? The foot was mailed to the prime minister's office. Um, that's right. For those of you who don't know, I'm Canadian. Um, but uh, essentially, it was huge news ho- at home. And of course, it went worldwide. This received crazy international attention. Um, you know, it... A Canadian murderer, it's not really common here, um, especially a crime this brutal and gruesome. Um, So essentially, you know, with the online video, all these clues definitely point towards a twisted mind um, that, you know, at the same time, a, a twisted mind that you could not imagine anyone even with a sick mind, doing such horrible things. Um, And I don't want to get into a Luca podcast. I'll save those for the true crime ones who know what they're doing. Um, But I just have to briefly say, this guy is fucked up and doesn't deserve any airtime, considering that's sort of this weird narcissistic twist of his. Um, But this show does an unbelievable great job of getting you into his mind um, and at the same time, you know, feeling so much for those seeking justice for those cats um and it just it's so well done um so those of you who are a little hesitant or you know were hesitant about watching you know kudos to you for braving through it even myself it's pretty gruesome in some parts <clears throat> so our director writer mark lewis uh he does a great job interviewing um our internet geeks deanna thompson aka body moving as well as john green um and their quest you know, for justice. Um, I really have to admit the interview with the Montreal police detectives, it was truly frustrating. Um, I don't know if this was just sort of Mr. Lewis and Michael hates great editing skills. Um, or perhaps if they were just really that naive and stupid. Um, but, uh, you know, you just, you really relate to Deanna and John's struggles of not being heard. And at the same time, you know, I, I don't know if this was just police trying to work within their constraints of the legal system um which is you know altogether a totally different podcast a totally different lecture um and at the end of the day i just have to say batman where are you when you need him so uh essentially quickly kind of wrapping into this and i don't want to dive too too deep lucas mom really the whole 
really? Uh, Manny, like, come on. I guess you always, you know, kind of have to try to find the best in people. Um, you know, and personally, I do believe the world does host some sort of seedy underbelly. Um, that's definitely apparent. But at the end of the day, you, Luca was unbelievably sick and twisted. And I mean, she's just completely blind to that fact. Um, and it's just, everything points to how unlikely the Manny situation was. It just, and her, you know, I guess you have to admire her dedication to sticking to her guns throughout the entire show. Um, and at the end, we see this interview with um, our victim's best friend, uh, Jin Liu. And I have to say, truly heartwarming. At the end of the day, a lot of these true crime documentaries really don't do any time with the victim. You know, even giving some sort of like victim impact statement, something. Um, and, you know, at the end, we're given a little glimpse into Jin Liu's family and kind of imagining what's going on now. Um, and it's uh, it's just so tragic, um, you know, to Jin Liu, you know, definitely, you know, may he rest in peace. Now, this documentary, as you guys all know, it's definitely not for anyone of the faint of heart. So um, I have to say, I found it, you know, it's definitely disturbing um, and uh, unimaginable in so many ways. But um, honestly, once I started viewing, I couldn't stop. It's just so well done. It keeps you guessing right up to the very end. Um, and at the end of the day, the footage they display, although very upsetting, um, and I found myself turning away from time to time, uh, you have to appreciate what they were kind of doing. At the end of the day, I've heard people say, you know, it's just way too much animal violence. They're not really showing us endgame in these videos. Uh, you know, what they're doing is showing us a little glimmer into it and essentially giving you an idea as to why John and Deanna felt and, and others had to fight as hard as they did and why they were so inspired to do so. And essentially why they're going to start, why they started breaking down on camera. Um, and I can't argue that enough with these people, <laughs> but uh, essentially they don't see it that way. And, you know, we can't get mad at uh, our director here. It's not his fault. At the end of the day, this is just sadly the topic that is Luca Magnata. <clears throat> and, uh, as you guys know, I'm a huge, I love true crime. Um, now, to say that I love this movie, I can't quite use that term. It just seems really odd to me. Um, but I definitely really enjoyed watching. Um, and, you know, I can't share it enough to others about, you know, how they should watch it as well. Especially to my Canadian listeners. Um, it's just... It just has that much more added suspense uh, and thrill just because it's, you know, a little more local, a little closer to home. <laughs> um, now, uh, at the end of this documentary, they bring up a very interesting point. I mean, Deanna even breaks the fourth wall, um, you know, telling us to turn off the machine um, and essentially leaving us with the sort of thought, uh, for lack of a better word, about Magnata's narcissism and how he glamorized his fetish of fame and essentially are we complicit complicit in that crime um and i feel like this applies to just all serial killers in general like i said earlier people tend to focus on the killer not the victim and it's you know a thought that should be applied to essentially all uh just 
sort of true crime theme in general. <clears throat> but uh, at the same time, I, this feeds into another very interesting point of the critics of this fil- um, film or docu-series that the whole you know, docu-series feeds into Lucas' you know, need for fame. Yes and no. Um, my argument is kind of more on the no because we don't have that interview with Luca. There's none of that bullshit. Um, you know, it just sticks to the facts. But at the end of the day, these guys had a lot of interesting clues that they're able to kind of put together into this pop culture love affair that Luca had um and at the end of the day it's really disturbing as a pop culture fan myself to see these little hints and whatnot but at the end of at the end of the day you can't really rely on that after because you can see that they don't really stick to their guns with this obviously it's not something that came up in the court process so it's not you know evidence per se but definitely a really really neat twist that I totally did not see coming and really really enjoyed now on the true crime aspect did they get anything wrong no not really the only thing that I can honestly pinpoint right away as a Canadian um it's it's a Tobacco uh not Etobicoke um I don't know how many times John said that, like three, six, I don't know. But it just was like, nobody picked up on that. Etobicoke, Etobicoke, like seriously, seriously, it's a But hey, whatever, the story itself is captivating enough. And at that exact moment, what John is doing is truly remarkable. <clears throat> um, So, you know, it just... Thank God for him and Deanna. Now, I have to say, kind of deep diving into this whole topic, I did come across, uh, I think it's the Fifth Estate, which is this Canadian news broadcast um, about Luca. And for those um, fans of Don't Fuck With Cats, I have to recommend watching it. It is on YouTube because you will see a little anonymous segment starring John and Deanna and you wouldn't have known it at the time if it wasn't for this docuseries. So pretty kind, it's pretty cool. And at the same time, pretty much sticks to the facts that we see here. So kind of, you know, helps reiterate the point that they, you know, really didn't get too much anything wrong at, at all. So it's, you know, it just, it's, you can walk away without feeling that you've been robbed. <laughs> now, uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope this episode, you know, you really enjoyed it. Um, and it finds everybody in a very happy, wonderful 2020. Um, you know, guys, it's a, it's a fresh start. It's a, it's a time for new and exciting things. Um, and, uh, you know, the scare view is definitely going to be a part of it. So, you know, I hope you tag along with me. Um, and, uh, if you like what you heard, leave a review for future listeners um you know share the love because your review definitely helps uh, helps the scare view expand um and uh of course leaves me just filled with so much pride and happiness uh if you would like to see what silly antics i'm getting into of course follow me on instagram and or twitter and as always guys till next ca- next time keep calm stay creepy <laughs>